today on CityCast Denver. Denver is getting a new area code, 983. We shared some short takes in our newsletter on 983, 720, and of course the OG 303 last week, and you all had a lot to say about it. So me, my producer Paul Caroli, and newsletter writer Peyton Garcia are going through your comments and hashing it out. Today is Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. That's my favorite part of the pause when two people are waiting and one of them should be speaking first. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we're talking about area codes because Colorado and Denver, Denver specifically is getting its third area code uh, in the last couple of decades. And people including us, had feelings about it. Yeah, you two seemed excited. Or maybe, (laughs) I don't know, it seemed like you both had strong feelings about it that I didn't totally understand. So I'm hoping to get into that. I mean, I just think it's a point of pride because, you know, when you're from Colorado, there's not a lot people know about us, right, outside of our state. (laughs) Actually, Paul, you know what, I'll start there. What were your assumptions about Colorado before you moved here? I don't know. I knew about the stereotypical stuff like beer and I don't even think I knew about green chili. I think I knew about beer, the mountains and hiking. That's what I would say. Okay. That was what I expected. Well, and of, of course, the famous numbers, 303. How could <laughs> everybody talks about it? All over the world, they say Denver, 303. I just wanted to ask you that because I think that's why some of us sort of cling to that the 303. Hmm. Peyton, where are you with 303? I think it really started to resonate once once 720 came onto the picture. It was like, oh, you're so cool if you still have a 303. Like that's the OG thing. And I think I think it kind of goes back to this whole like native versus transplant argument. And I just think that that's so like deeply ingrained in our community here that it's like, oh, if you have a 303 area code, like you're OG. So I was just like, oh, we've always had that. So we're really cool. I think you're touching on the other aspect of this, which is it's not just like a point of pride. It's something that identifies us as we've been here a long time. And I I agree with you that I think it's part of entrenched in that native versus transplant conversation, which to me, it's just like, it's okay to be proud to be from here. But there's a way to go about that pride without it being alienating. And to me, the area code thing kind of does that. It's like, it's not super alienating. It's just like a little like, yeah, yeah, I'm 303. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. become the whole native versus transplant thing, which you're right. I think that is kind of where this 303 thing stems from. It's become so negative and gross here. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. I'm sure you can speak to that, Paul. (laughs) Yes, When I first moved here, I just thought Denver was the most interesting, coolest city I'd ever seen. And I loved it from the beginning. And so when I, when I felt this like resentment or like these, this like push away from people who have been here a long time, it, it didn't, it was the, you know, it's the opposite of welcoming. It doesn't feel good. So I, this area code thing for me has always, it's always been in my mind as just a representative of that feeling of like not being wanted. And I can't prove it, 
But like when I was thinking about this area code conversation we were going to have, I thought, well, like when has it ever actually caused me any harm, you know, to not have a 303 or a 720? The only time I've ever thought like there might be a harm is when I've cold called sources for work mm. trying to like reach people. And the first thing they see about me is not 303-720 or now 983. And like I, no one's ever said this. But I imagine that there are conversations that happen between other people who have those area codes that are a lot more friendly and where nobody is thinking about how they had to sit in a traffic jam for an hour and that that's maybe partly my fault. Um, that's so sad, though. It should not I be know. that way. And I will I will admit, like, it's like second nature. I totally judge people who give me their phone number and it's not 303 or 720 <laughs> or, or 970 or any of those other colorado based ones so funny it's just like i don't know i and like i said i don't know where it comes from it's just like so ingrained in me it's just like one of those things you learn at school like hey people without 303 phone numbers are losers and that's horrible that's horrible um well first of all i just want to say to paul i'm sorry that you've ever felt yeah, that it's sad um, because it thank sucks you. thank you second of all you are not traffic. We are all traffic. <laughs> That's a problem we've had long before you showed up. They should put um, that on like the welcome to Denver like signs on the highway. <laughs> we are all traffic. Yes. You also cannot control the housing market as much as I wish you personally could. You can't. I think you've done a wonderful job of being a booster for a city that maybe wasn't very nice to you when you showed up. So sorry about that. Jeez. I do think hey, we're, we're trying. It's okay. I think Denver as a whole, or I think most of us at least, are, are trying to shake that. I think we've kind of had to come to Jesus in recent years about how that's Agreed. like really not cool. I agree. No, I yeah. think so too. This episode is brought to you by the Colorado Wine Board. Because the wine community here is like surprisingly robust. I mean, think about Bigsby's Folly and Infinite Monkey Theorem here in Denver alone. And there are urban wineries all across the Front Range. Then there's the Western Slope, Peonia, I mean, Palisade. Hello, Palisade Wine, are you kidding me? It didn't used to really be a thing, but from what I hear, it's very much a thing now. There are more than 165 wineries across Colorado to explore, and they produce all sorts of wine that reflect our unique culture and climate. So finding a label that you're going to love is easy, no matter where your adventure takes you. Discover it for yourself and support local winemakers at coloradowine.com. That's coloradowine.com. Just a little brief history on the 303. It actually didn't begin until the 40s? which still seems even earlier than I thought. But 720 began in 1998, which is a year before I actually got my first cell phone. So it's that 1998 edition of 720. These happen when we run out of numbers because we're growing. But also I would say in 1998, a lot of people started getting cell phones, right? And mm. so that's when the numbers began to matter less, kind of. And to me, Paul, that's kind of where you're coming from, is like you're coming to this, you are moving to a state and bringing your area code with you, something you couldn't do 40 mm. years ago. Right. So right. Interesting. So it's just something to think about. But, Pei, I know when we, we mentioned this in the newsletter, you got some responses from listeners, and I wonder what you heard 
from people about this area code conversation? Yeah, we had some people who are on both sides of the spectrum. So we had some people who fully agreed with Paul and are like, why is this such a big deal? And then we had some people who were like, ready to go to war over 303. <laughs> Can we read some? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we got this from reader John E. And he says, as a native of Golden, I'm with Paul on this one. You and Bree are weirdly precious about your 303 phone number. I got my first cell phone in 1999 and it was a 720 number. I've had that number for 22 plus years and all I care about is that it somehow remained the same as I've hopscotched across service carriers. To me, worrying about your area code would be like getting romantic over a license plate number. Oh, hmm. I could also see getting romantic over a license plate number though for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Um, that's interesting that John, if he got his number in 99, he said, that must have been one of the first 720 numbers. Yeah, that's when I got mine. I think John and I are around the same age and it was like, you know, getting your cell phone, getting your new number and they just, that's when they were handing them out. Hmm. I went back and forth a little with John. I, I responded to him and, and he he responded with something kind of interesting because I, I was expressing, I don't really know if this is something that you see if this is a phenomenon you see in other states or cities with their area codes. And he responded with this. I certainly can't speak for other parts of the country, but I suspect if Wyoming or Alaska ever get enough residents to necessitate a new area code, those folks will go ballistic if they get a new one. And then he brought up some pretty charming examples. He says, there was a Seinfeld episode about this when Elaine gets a new 646 area code in New York and everyone gets all weird about it. 646? It's a new area code. What area? N New Jersey? No, no, it's right here in the city. It's the same as 212. They just multiplied it by three. And then they added one to the middle number. It's the same. Do I have to dial a one first? I'm really kind of seeing somebody. Yeah? Well, so am I. Professional wrestler Ray Mysterio has a move he calls the 619, which is a shout out to his hometown of San Diego. In Pulp Fiction, Jules Winfield has a line of dialogue about how they need to go to Jimmy's house because he doesn't have anyone else in the 818. Hmm. Then, of course, there's Ludacris's fondness for area codes, despite how nakedly chauvinistic that song is. This also reminds me of my favorite live performer of all time, Pitbull. He's also known as Mr. Chico 305 from Miami, Florida. So it is not just Colorado that identifies heavily with our area codes. But I do agree with John in that um, it isn't until you become a big enough place where that change happens mm. that you start to sometimes see it come through in people that maybe you would think didn't care. All of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. Yeah. It's just one of those things about your place that you identify with. And when it changes, it makes you feel weird. So yeah, who else did we hear from? So then we heard from a reader named Melissa, and she says, as a fifth generation Coloradan and North Sider, my response to Paul is, what? With a lot of exclamation points and question marks. <laughs> All these transplants, heavy eye rolls about natives, pride in our state and city is cringeworthy, disrespectful, and uncalled for. Would you say the same to a native New Yorker, 212 versus 646, Chicagoan, or anyone in California? Coloradans aren't here to be gentrified. We love our state and city. Comments like that are part of this great divide between natives and those stripping our city and hoods of history, culture, and friendliness. Whoa. Hmm. 
that's I mean that's touching on what we were just talking about and I think um you know I hear that I hear that side I think what's interesting is that uh Melissa's talking about the north side so if you grew up in that area I don't know pre 1950s or 60s you may have had a prefix that connected to your specific neighborhood Hmm. so I asked my mother about this very thing because she grew up here in Denver and I remember her telling me a long time ago about the party line so she grew up in Paul's neighborhood in Virginia Village and her house and a couple other households had a party line that they shared and it was Skyline 6 and uh, if you wanted to call my mother's house you called SK6 and then their last digits was 6888 and that rang their house specifically with a specific ringtone but skyline Hmm. six on your keypad sk6 is what you dialed that's uh seven five so skyline six sk6 became seven five six so those numbers translated from a prior phone system even before we used 303 so that's how people can identify so I see the point of pride in that aspect is like we were actually here before anybody had anything other than a landline. Yeah, that's kind of cool that it boiled down to our that, that you could drill down to the neighborhood level with these yeah. numbers. I didn't know that. Um, I feel like I should respond to Melissa directly. Melissa, I'm sorry. On behalf of all transplants, I'm sorry. But I'm not rolling my eyes at the pride. I'm rolling my eyes at the pride in this thing, these arbitrary numbers. I agree, this is a great place. There's so many things to be proud of here. The numbers, it's not, it's just three numbers. It's not really anything. But Melissa, thanks for writing and I appreciate that comment. Yeah, I I think Melissa is upset about more than 303. I think think she is, she is tapping into a much, much larger, deeper conversation that is not about area codes. Mm-hmm. And and that's a whole different can of worms. But but yeah, I mean, even as somebody who's very, who's always been very proud to be associated with 303, I mean, we have a band named 303 <laughs> that sings about the 303. The best band in the world. <laughs> I mean... I, I get I, I get that, that pride, but <laughs> I I'm starting to come to terms with the fact that it is a little bit much. <laughs> well, and I don't I don't want it to seem like we're dismissing a person like Melissa's experience in this conversation by saying the native transplant thing is tired, and um, because it, there are deeper issues related to that. I just think when we distill it down to that transplant versus native thing, it just. It, all the nuance disappears. And mm-hmm. when then we can't have a conversation about how our neighborhoods have changed and we can't have a conversation about why housing the, is the way it is and why traffic is the way it is because it's so much more complex. And so I, I don't know, like I, I hear you, Melissa, and I totally agree with you to a certain extent, but I don't think the area code thing is necessarily indicative of that conversation as much as it's like a f- more fun thing to be like, guess what I have that you don't have, you know, like. Yeah, I wish I had a three hundred three number. I don't. And, and we did have somebody write in. We had Rebecca C write in, and and she said, um, "I can one up you. I've not only got a three hundred three area code, but also a four three three North Denver prefix." So that kind of goes back to what you there were saying. You go. Yeah, I think it's. I don't know. I think it's more quaint and fun than um, the bigger conversation. But can I tell you all about a a very uh, bizarre 
connection I made this morning when I was thinking about this area code thing? Yes. So what is a phone number? Arbitrary series of numbers, but unique. It's only yours. What is a phone number but a non-fungible token? (laughs) It's an NFT. It's the same craze. People have these... I would say irrational attachments to these numbers. They decide they have meaning. They decide they have value. I would like to put this area code thing to the test, create a market for these things so people can buy and sell them. If the 303 is so special, let's see how much it's worth to somebody who doesn't have it. I think you might have just explained NFTs to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do do miss having a 303. I'm 720 now. I lost it. I had a couple. I... I've changed my number a lot over the years. And I had at least two to three 303 phone numbers <laughs> that I let slip through my grasp. I now am in the 720 camp. But See, you had them and you didn't even respect I know. Them, I didn't. I clearly didn't. I thought they'd be around forever. <laughs> if you could buy one, get it back, how much would it be worth uh, to you? 50 bucks? I would pay 20 bucks 100? max to get a 303 phone I'd pay, number. I'd pay 1000 bucks to get my home phone number back from childhood wow that's real that's real but that's nostalgia for like my own phone number (laughs) right it's not necessarily like you know but i've had my 720 number now for i'm like john i've had it for for 20 years i how could i change it now everybody has you know what i mean everybody that calls me has that number oh my friends hate me they have like I don't know how like I ended my sister, up. My sister, my I've changed like it so many too. times. I think I've had, since college, I've had like six phone numbers. And my friends are like, you are the worst person. <laughs> <laughs> well, Peyton and Paul, thanks for joining me on this short journey of why we care or don't care about 303. And I do just want to give a little bit of a sad shout out to anyone who's now going to be 983. I think Jeremy Hohola at Nine News pointed out that on your keypad is WTF. So it could turn into something cool if you want to say your phone number is WTF and then you got something cool out of it, I guess. But I don't know. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Bree. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. An update to a story we brought you a few weeks ago. The Office of Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives will officially become a real thing after it passed in the Senate earlier this month. Governor Polis was initially skeptical about the need for a separate office to take on the issue, but he told the Colorado Sun he's now on board. The office will be housed under the Department of Public Safety and work directly with law enforcement. Be sure to check out our April 4th episode with Raven Payment, an advocate and activist for the Indigenous community who spoke on behalf of this bill. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. Where today, Paul has got an update on some ugly racism affecting the Avs playoff run. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. I was driving down Monaco the other day, the Winchells on Evans, my favorite donut shop, my favorite local donut shop. They took down the Winchells sign and they put up a sign that says Donuts Town. They've rebranded. Mm. 
donuts yeah. town. I think it's a city donut situation where a franchise agreement ran out and they just decided to keep doing everything the same uh, except a new name. Hot donut goss. Donuts town. That sounds like a front. <laughs> <laughs> Here over at Donuts Town. <laughs> Paul Caroli Donut P.I. is on the case. <laughs>